They say that money is the root of all evil. So why don't you be a good ass motherfucker? And give us all of yours. Head on over to patreon.com slash BMFcast. Welcome to the Bamcast Variety Hour. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. Friday Hour. Does this one get a number? Because, I mean, this is like a special. 31. 31, sure. I mean, but it's no, also... We'll yeah. just call it BMFCast Variety Hour Golden Jocks. <laughs> sure. Whatever, it's episode 31. Okay, Stop. it's 31 plus... <laughs> it's We're doing the Golden Jocks. I know we didn't do, like, normal podcast things throughout the year, but we're still doing this because... You know, whatever. Yeah. We watched movies. We did watch yeah. movies. You know what else we do? Uh, say our names. Correct. Yes. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. For those, back. For yeah. those who, you know, haven't been following along for no. however long. We, we took if, a little, if you're tuning in for the first time. We took a little bit of a break. Uh, it's, it's been a, a hot minute since we've had a, uh, a, a, you know, an episode, but... We're back yeah. to do a you know year in special at the end of January because it's topical. It's uh, still twenty twenty. Hey, we got <laughs> we, you know there were there were things were happening. Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. don't we don't owe Excellent you an explanation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, you're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, fuck you. Yeah. Hey. Fuck you. <laughs> no. Wait. What? What? What are we doing? No. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Look, sorry. the eternal 2020 ends, we will get back to doing some things somewhat normally. Right, this right. is the, the official end of 2020 until we do uh, No Quarters when we go over. Yeah, no, No Quarters still has to wrap games. up 2020. This is this is part one of the end of 2020. Mm. Uh, yeah. I have to leave my house without being afraid of catching a disease which will make me like drown in my own lung butter. 2020 doesn't end until that's over. Correct. Mm. You're right. But yeah. we watched movies, and most of us watched movies in the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or in the Be- last few hours. Because if we had done this three weeks ago, it would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> there were some commercials that were good. <laughs> I, I will say now, mine are not all movies. Well, hmm. hashtag not all movies. Okay. Sorry, but no, there are. there's other stuff in there that is not movies. I would have done that had I not found a top five that I was mm-hmm. at least comfortable with saying out loud but i think all of us can safely say that the are the lists these year this year will just be these are not going in the record books these are not any kind of official like maybe a year from now when we do the 2021 golden jocks we can revise our 2020 lists by saying mm-hmm. well that should have been out then and that should have been out then and obviously that would have been there but i yeah but who, who cares i mean yes, what, who cares? What, yeah. what, i'm just saying what happened happened and I mean, if it's any indication, I watch basically half the movies. I usually average about a movie per week or a half mm-hmm. in like the last few years, I think. Um, but yeah, I got 27 last year. <laughs> and and that's a year where I'm stuck at home a lot. It's just there's not there's not that's a lot. all the movies that came out. There, yeah, yeah, I'm just, just saying there's not a lot of like good to choose from, unfortunately. You know, right. Would, there there were movies like yeah. movies mm-hmm. came out every fucking week. But right. you look at them and you go, well, this is just that Lionsgate stuff. Yeah. Or just something <laughs> that was sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I saw 22 this year, 
seven of which were documentaries, <laughs> if that gives you an idea. Nice. One of which was Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Another of which was Wonder Woman 84. So it's kind of like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I managed one, 11. Yeah. One of which was Hamilton, you know. No 11 is pretty good, PJ. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. I definitely fell short of my 20, 2020s and 2020. Yep. But mm-hmm. I made that promise when I still could go out to movie theaters, uh-huh. um, had someone to watch movies with. It's a, it's a really weird thing. Like, I'll watch movies with somebody all the time. By myself, I do horrible at watching movies. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, So I had somebody to watch movies with and, you know, just yeah, everything else this year. I'll so I think the, eleven is a is a is a triumph for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Aside from watching stuff with Jen, like there were five that we did that I watched for Banffcast. As far mm-hmm. as like, hey, our homework. <laughs> so that was about as close as I get to a group movie experience right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. There's at least what five on here. Uh, thanks to Banffcast or Banffcast Extra mm-hmm. on my list. So yeah. Yep. So anyway. Yeah. Um. I don't know. How do we want to do this? I, I honestly, like, because this year is so fucked up, I didn't even bother to number mine. I mean, I so I, if we're going to do, like, that round robin, what's your fives? I don't know. I have mine numbered. Uh, I, I can give some honorable mentions as well. Okay. You know, not yeah. going to rank those, but... I'm just saying, like, I mean, this is the kind of year, like, I, I you know, there, there are two movies on my top five that would have a chance, I think, any other year. The other three are just ones where, like, this made me happy for an hour and a half to two hours... <laughs> you know kind of yeah. feels like where i'm mm-hmm. at yeah. yeah because like i i want to say specifically about my list is that the, the the five movies that i have on it are movies that took me out of it the most like movies that were just like this is speaking to me I, there's nothing else in my brain right now i am focused on this movie this movie rules yeah and that's kind of a different metric for me because like even movies I'm super engaged with during normal times will be like I need to pause this for a second and go do something else but like the five movies on my list were all like just took me away from the world so because mm-hmm. I, I, I think there were probably a couple of better movies that I saw that I didn't put in my top five simply because they were more heavy I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah, we. I mean, we can go around. They don't have to be, you know, five, four, three, two, one. But you know, okay, people can say what they've got. But Mackie, if you've got yeah. honorable mentions, go ahead and throw honorably some out. mention them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've got a few. Uh, Invisible Man is one of them. Like that's a really well put together movie. But uh, I think Chuck and I discussed it. I can't remember if it was in Discord or on Twitter or whatever. But it's like that's a movie that just doesn't stick the landing for what it builds up to be. No, and it's kind of like. Yeah, it's almost like a Tales from the Crypt type ending where it's like, aha, and then this. And it's like, ah, that's not, that doesn't work the way, that doesn't work with the way you've built up what I want to happen. That movie builds up a bloodlust in you. Yeah, that it just and it does doesn't not deliver on it. Satisfy. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. I guess you could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh, Class Action Park, just for being like this fascinating, amazing thing that happened. I don't think it's like a great documentary by any means, but just the subject matter alone makes me go, holy shit. Like I, like I want to tell people like, dude, watch this fucking thing. And, uh, last one's Borat, a subsequent movie film. Uh, that is 
way better than it had any right to be. And um, of course now, because we're actually recording, I can't remember her name, but <laughs> the woman who plays his daughter is just like a revelation. She just steals it completely. Like, like a, you know, it, it just, it's, it, she's so good. It's just like a death in uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's like whenever it's focusing on her, it's like, oh man, this is just the best stuff in the movie. And it's just interesting that, you know, it ended up that way. And I feel like that one's going to be kind of a document of this year somewhat, because once they hit the COVID stuff, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. This is 2020. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, you know, and obviously in any other year, I feel like I probably wouldn't even be talking about any of these at this point, but it's 2020. So <laughs> I'm talking about him as honorable mentions. Oh, and the last one, which apparently did come out in 2020, I didn't realize it, is a Beastie Boys story. Hmm. That's just like it for oh, fa- yeah, the- fans of the Beastie Boys. It, you know, it's a lot of great stuff, like a lot of really great stuff and reminders of how good their music was. But I don't think it really reveals anything new. And it just kind of like fast forwards through the end of their career. I mean, the last three or four albums are just like, yeah, we made albums. And then it's like, all right. And then Mike D died. And here we go. <laughs> Or, sorry, MCA, MCA died. Sorry. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those that I think they're just like, yeah, we've been going on too long. So fast forward through everything else, but it's still, it's still nice and solid. It's a good watch. So there you go. Cool. Anybody else have honorable mentions they want to honorably mention? (laughs) Not even. (laughs) I I do. Yeah. I mean, I actually do. Yeah. Cause I mean. Yeah. uh, You saw the most of us. So yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe Chuck. I don't know if Chuck did or not. Now that I think I about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. blow through some that like were better, you know, than some of the rest of the list. Because I mean, you know, there mm-hmm. there's some real turds in this list too. But uh, Bad Boys for Life is actually pretty solid um, entry in the Bad Boys thing. It's a dumb title, and they should have saved it, especially since it looks like they're going for another movie. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman I thought was real fun. You know, it's kind of a return to Guy Ritchie stuff that you want to not. It, it doesn't have the franticness that his first two movies did. You know, that nothing ever will, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty good. Yeah. You um, can't quite go back there anymore. Yeah. Um, in such a weird uh, universe that was 2020, like, I feel like I almost always have a superhero movie somewhere in my <laughs> list. But man, what a weird year. So, I mean, I would say I equally enjoyed and I, I couldn't say one was better than the other. I, I kind of equally enjoyed Birds of Prey and Bloodshot the most out of the superhero genre from this year. That's mm-hmm. I, I really liked a lot of Wonder Woman 84, but there's a lot that's like equally bad, too. I feel yeah. like, um, yeah, like Bloodshot and, and Birds of Prey are kind of like, yeah, that's that's what I want. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just they're they're, they're just kind of dumb and like superhero and, you know, like light and not two, three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, what else? What else? Um, I liked Hamilton. I know you're like, but, you know. It's good. And hey, uh, uh, some yeah. people like it and yeah. enjoy. Uh, Not my thing. I mean, oh, the old guard's kind of my like, uh, that's a really solid movie for like the dropped straight to video market world that we're kind of entering into these like, you mm-hmm. know, that's a, I think that's a pretty solid one. So it's, it's getting somewhat of an honorable mention because like American Pickle is like, it was cute, but like, whatever, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's easily forgettable. Like the day after, you know, oh, I shit. think did that come out this year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 12 oh. 12 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think with both of those there's a better movie in both of them sure 
that just didn't get made. Yeah, I just I enjoyed watching Old Guard more than a lot of these other ones. Yeah. You know, like uh, things like that. Uh, um, Tenet is actually in my honorable mentions. Like it's a fun thing to watch, but it's not. You know, maybe I'll get there. You know, it took me just this year to finally get to a five star status with Interstellar. So, you know, give me four or five more years, maybe mm-hmm. I'll get there with Tenet. I don't know. Um, and Babysitter Two, I think is the last one, or Killer Queen, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh shit, Soul. Also, Soul's pretty good, but it's also mm-hmm. not on my top five. That's it. The rest is all like, okay. all right, this is fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm mentioning all these because I yeah mm-hmm. they were all pretty solid, but not my top five stuff. Yeah. I'll give you my one honorable mention, um, which is Wonder Woman 1984. And it's really only because when you mentioned it, I remembered like how much I liked Kristen Wiig in, in Wonder Woman. Like nothing else really sticks with me about Wonder Woman 84. It It's fine. It's serviceable. You can watch mm-hmm. it. Like it's not quite Chuck Fine, but um, I know these descriptors, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. That's uh, right. You weren't here for our discussion of it that week. I do not think I was. Yeah, that was one of your off weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everything about it is fine. But Kristen Wiig turns in a better than the movie performance. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Like I think I mentioned this when we were when I was talking about it, but she looks amazing in that film. Like she just like it's one of those things. Like every once in a while, Edgar Wright will take somebody like and make them look just better than they ever have before and possibly mm-hmm. ever will again. Um, but Kristen Wiig yeah. looks amazing in Wonder Woman eighty four, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and good performance. And uh, Pedro Pascal was also. Um, a quite shiny spot in an otherwise empty room. Yeah, he's um, a lot of fun. Yeah. So, other than the movie just being, you know, forgettable. Um, yeah. For the rest of it, like when either one of those two was on screen, it was worth paying attention to. That's all I got for honorable mentions. Cool. Chuck. Nothing no. has honor to Chuck. No, I, I I've got like ten movies that are all in that like three three and a half star range, and yeah. to separate any of them out over any of the others is. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, you don't want to make I a mean, big list like I just did? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, no, Sky's I, I mean, Macho Man. Let's go for it. I mean, I, I mean, I thought those those the the direct to like Netflix stuff things that we watch, like the Old Guard and uh, the Extraction. Yeah, um, Spencer. Spencer Confidential. Spencer Confidential. Those were all entertaining, but they didn't. They just had that like half of this is entertaining, the other half is like, oh, this is the yeah. most boring. Like, like I, you haven't I've, quite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've forgotten most of Spencer Confidential, but I know yeah. if they got those two back together and made another movie, I would watch yeah. it the day it comes out. And then I would forget most of what happened in that sure. until they do a third one. I'd be like, you know what? Hey, those Spencer guys, bring them I, back. I don't think and it's I even watch a, it again. I don't think it's even as good as them. But like, I I put it in the same kind of camp with like the Equalizer movies, where like every mm-hmm. once in a while you come across somebody you're like, man, I wa- I love and watch the Equalizer movies all the time. And you're like, really? Like you know, like <laughs> they're 
okay. Yeah. I mean, like over and over. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really liked when I watched those Equalizer movies, but I as soon as they were over, never thought right. about them. That's again. what I mean. It's like they're they're a real good like. Oh, let's put this on and watch it. And like, okay, yeah. I have now seen that. Yep, moving on. <laughs> Don't need to own that. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, I have breaking news. I Go forgot on. about the old guard, which makes thirteen. <laughs> I I looked through the the twenty. You need letterbox, dude. I have letterbox. I just I thought I would. You need to use letterbox. That's true. Um, I'm pretty sure that I that I marked the old guard on letterboxed, but Mm -hmm. I went through the movies released in 2020 list on Wikipedia like ten times in the last two weeks at least, and wrote everything I saw that I recognized down. Um. So maybe there's more that I missed. The Old Guard is not a memorable title. No, no it is not. Like, but I remember I, scrolling to it on the list and then like, what is that? And then looked over. It's like, oh, right, that thing. Mm-hmm. So, so. I, I know Letterboxd is cool, but I also don't think it's like a super huge site. I mean, I think it's it does all right, but I don't think it's like, you know, IMDb level. But how cool would it be if like you could get a little Letterboxd app on your Roku, Apple TV, whatever thing that scrabbled movies as you watch them you know or, or whatever and just automatically like yeah. oh yeah you finish watching that like check check you know bring back scrabbling like, yeah, how, how great scrabble. would that be? yeah well whatever you can call it whatever you want i just like, i know we're no. gonna call it scrabbling okay. Yeah. Yeah. Scrub- well, okay don't you then, dare suggest we say anything sorry, else sorry you better call last of him if they still exist and get permission <laughs> they, they don't. do not no they do not they're gone oh, scrabble well, is up for grabs scrabbling died with them <laughs> let's revive it yeah. <laughs> All right, so top fives. Yeah. Um, yes. Sorry, I just I, I wanted to interject that uh, <laughs> the old guard isn't quite an honorable mention, but I still really want them to do a um, like a like a mini series or mm-hmm. a an HBO series or something. I'd watch another one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's same with Spencer Confidential. It's yeah. just it's like it's an interesting enough prince or uh, premise that I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's good entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Who wants to go first? Chuck, uh, you, you didn't have any honorable mentions. Why don't you go? Okay. Yeah, I'll you haven't first. talked about any movies yet, Chuck. Yeah, that, okay, well, here we go. I'm going to talk about a movie. Uh, number five on my list is Freaky. I this The dude who makes these movies speaks to me. He is able to take a gimmicky premise and make it last throughout the entire film and not wear it out. Um, and that, that takes talent. Um also, to make a Blumhouse movie that doesn't suck because, oh my god, <laughs> Blumhouse this year has been fucking trash. Like, I went through and watched, like, four or five Blumhouse movies and was like, oh, the, all these are fucking terrible. But Freaky is really good. Um, F- Freaky, like, when I went into it, it seemed like it was going to be one of those movies with teenagers that I hate, but they very quickly become endearing. And that helps mm-hmm. helps along the way because I was on their side and was worried about their safety throughout the film. Like, oh no, please don't let anything happen to these characters. Um, But the premise is fun. And even though Vince Vaughn in the real world is kind of a piece of shit, Vince Vaughn in movies continues to delight me in everything that he does. And his performance in this is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, I I always feel like I have to give people extra credit when they're, when you're like, you're being a good sport about this. You're probably a bigger star than this movie deserves, but you're you're going for it, and I appreciate that. It's fun. It's just a really fun, dumb horror movie that's not way over the top. Although the violence is way over the top, um, it it's fun. It's a it's a goofy premise, and they pulled it off. 
So wait, are we See, doing going around thing? <laughs> like I said, sure. I'm going to have yeah. to slap some numbers on these damn things then, I guess. I don't know. Put it's them in whatever you, order you want. All right. Let's do, we can do the around thing, but you don't have to put a number on it. In fact, um, that's fine. I got a number. It's fine. I okay. can do this. So what order are we going? Oh, oh, yeah. Why don't you yeah. go ahead, Harlow? Okay. Um, then I guess for me for number five, I'm going to uh, slot in Bill and Ted face the music. Um, that's just one of those things that shouldn't work that totally works for me. Uh, long, you know, long dead sequel revamp things like that tend to not go so well. Um, <laughs> and that one just kind of like rides a really good line of like nostalgia, but also being its own thing. And I had a lot of fun with it. So I, I like the, I like the new kids, the, you know, their kids, the, the um, yeah. Bill I mean, and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of, one of them is Samara Weaving, who's been in fucking mm. everything. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're great. And yeah, I thought the movie was a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's just, it's just, like I said, I think I said before, it's, it's rare that like Tron legacy and this, and like, yeah, there's so few that like, just kind of pick up where they left off and like do it well, you know, and like, like you didn't mm-hmm. just skip 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can second that because that's my number five is Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, I, I don't know if it benefits it or hurts it that I watched all three in a row. Um, it helps a lot of the jokes, you know, like uh, the callbacks that there's not a ton. It's not like the movie's like, Hey, remember this, remember yeah, that. Yeah. But you know, stuff like Missy marrying Ted's younger brother and just shit like that, that, yeah, you know, if I hadn't watched it, I would have been like, that's weird. But then, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, it was not quite what I was expecting. I liked that all three of them, none of them tread the same ground. They're all doing something very different from each other, which I like a lot. And this one is just, uh, you know, by the end, the ending shouldn't work for someone as cynical as I can be, but the ending really worked for me to, for that movie. Like, it's just one of those where I was like, this is great. Like, this is really great. You know, it just, it made me feel good. And, you know, that's a nice thing to have in a year like 2020 was, where it's just something positive and something, you know, that, I mean, early on, the movie is really about like, I guess the way to put it is like dreams having an expiration date and you don't find out what the expiration date is until you passed it. And that's kind of how it feels with Bill and Ted. And that's why this works as a, you know, one of those, this is a 30 years later movie because it's kind of, you know, taking the, the time that they've lost and, you know, finding a way to have them reflect on it somewhat, even though these are basically just, goofball characters that were always presented as having like really large vocabularies and stuff, which was always interesting to me is that, you know, they're not, they, they may use surfer talk and that sort of dumb shit, you know, that everyone thinks about, but they also had, you know, they were actually like pretty smart in their own way, <laughs> even though they really, you know, they'd walk into some dumb shit. Yeah. It's, and it's the clueless it's, model. I mean, you know, yeah. like they're all way smarter than they should be in clueless, <laughs> but they also mm-hmm. still just say the dumbest shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it, it just it it's a movie that works and it really it should not have, but yeah, like all the new additions were great and yeah, it just it and it ends well, which is more than I can say for a lot of other movies. So 
BJ, is it your number five? Uh, it is not, because I did not watch it this year. Uh, mm. Sorry. Um, it's okay. It's mm, weird. Um, <laughs> well, just re- remembering a couple of these movies that I didn't think I watched this year or last year um, makes me want to rethink my list, but I'm just going to go with my gut. Uh, coming in at number five for me is Tenet. I honestly feel like in a better year of for movies, Tenet would not make a top five even for me, even for a, like, you know, even for seeing 13 movies, I, I feel like it would be easy to knock Tenet out of the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that kind of year, man. Well, Tenet's that kind of movie. It's It's less a, like, an indictment of 2020 and more... An indictment of Tenet, which is not bad. Like, I don't think that Tenet is a bad movie at all. It is fine. Like, it goes from point A to point B, and back to point A, and back to point B, and then back to point A again. Um, everything in Tenet just works fine, and it's a decent three and a half star action movie, but I don't think there's anything special about it. Like, that's the problem with it. Christopher there should Nolan, be something special right. about it. Christopher Nolan is supposed to be everybody like wholesale sucks his dick because they're so his movies are cerebral and they're you know they're shot amazingly. This is just a nice looking action movie that has some time travel in it. I I didn't really catch a whole lot of the zeitgeist around Tenet. I just kind of ignored it when it came out. Um, cause I'm not really a big Chris Nolan guy, but, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people were saying that like, oh my God, Tenet's one of those, I'm going to watch it a thousand times and maybe one day I'll get it. And I w- thought to myself immediately after finishing Tenet, like, am I too stupid to not get Tenet? Like, am I too dumb to be the dumb guy that doesn't get Tenet. Because I get it. Like, everything made sense to me the first time through. I got it all. Like, I picked up on the stuff that they pointed out, you know. I remembered from an hour ago the thing that they showed me an hour later in reverse <laughs> or whatever. Like, And they also spent 90 minutes talking about everything that was going on in the universe. So, I don't know if people were confused by it, but... I certainly wasn't, and I am worried that I'm too dumb to not be confused by it. But talking all of that shit, it's it's fine. It's a good, you know, it's a good couple hours of nice-looking action um, yeah. when it gets down to the action and isn't, you know, some guy sitting in a car talking about how you go backwards in time. There's a lot of backhanded compliments uh, about mm, him, yeah. but I think, you know, you get a little forehand, a little backhand, and a little forehand and a little backhand a little forehand yes just to make that joke a third time mm-hmm. great <laughs> good job yes thanks <laughs> um okay so number four on my list uh is color out of space color out of space is the hp lovecraft nicholas cage movie wait mm-hmm. that was this year yeah it played festivals in 2019 uh, i'm not counting that shit okay no i just <laughs> I was trying to make a list. I don't think I ever watched it, but I was like scrolling through and I was like, oh, well, I already missed 
you know, that last year, so I don't have to, right. I don't have to cram for this one. Yeah. Uh, from the director of Hardware. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad I skipped it then. It's uh, it is better than hardware. It's way better than hardware. Uh, it is, it is a trip. I mean, it it is a thing. It is just a movie that is weird and dark, but colorful as shit. Um, so it's streaming on Shutter if you have the Shutter horror movie service. However, if you have the means of playing a 4K Blu-ray disc, please get the 4K Blu-ray disc because this is a gorgeous movie. Um, it is weird and dreamlike uh, and just trippy as hell. It, this story was made at least once before. It was made in the 80s with uh, Mr. Will Wheaton. Um, it's weird how completely different they are, yet almost exactly the same. It's it's such a strange phenomenon uh, to watch a movie where you're like, okay, obviously this is not going to be that because that was weird and everyone said that's not a good adaptation of the story. And then you watch this and go, this is kind of the exact same thing. <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage invokes his vampire's kiss character a few times throughout this film, um, which was odd that that happens. Uh, but that it makes for some the blubbery boohoo crying thing. Is that vampire's kiss? I don't know. It, well, he's doing a weird voice in vampire's kiss and oh. he does that voice here. Uh, first, kind of mocking the memory of his father who apparently talked like that. And then that character kind of starts talking like that and being even weird. It's a good, weird Nicholas cage performance. Uh, there are good freak outs, uh, but it, it is a better movie than that. It is not just a, here's Nicholas cage being a weirdo. The movie surrounding it is also pretty damn good. Uh, it, it's not a straightforward movie. It's not a movie that's going to be like, this is what's going on. It's just kind of a dreamlike trip, and it's it's very interesting and fascinating. So, all right. So I guess my number four, I'm gonna go with Freaky. Um, like Chuck said, yeah, it's just that guy kind of kind of gets me. Um, I don't think this is as good as either of the Happy Death Day movies. It's you know, it, it's more by the numbers, sort of. I mean, it's not because it's also just, like stupid and silly and full of like more clever things than you probably should have in a dumb premise movie like this. But the the other ones are like getting to be like weird heady things where it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like the other ones, are, you know, probably take like a string board to string together the storyboards and stuff. You know, whereas oh, the second is, one, especially. Yeah. yeah. And this one's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's like, it's this and this and yeah, you get it. Right. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was just saying, this is like a very traditional, like, okay, yeah, there's not going to be any, like, weird surprises in this one. Uh, you know, we know right. what we're getting. But yeah, this this guy kind of gets me, and I, 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 that's, my top five is pretty much just mostly filled with things that I would, could watch on repeat that make me smile. You know, I know this is a dumb slasher horror movie thing, but it's also very silly and, you know, not, not scary at any point in time. You know, oh, no. Actual scary at all. So No, it's just, it's very interesting. Right. And, and well put together. Yeah. Next. All right. Uh, my number four is Soul. Which, uh, yeah, I guess uh, two movies about the power of music or whatever in a row. But uh, for me. But yeah, Soul. Just, you know, Pixar just knows how to. How to tug at the heartstrings properly. 
and make you feel the things that they want you to feel. And I mean, it would be higher if the second act was less, oh yeah, this is a kid's movie. We're going to do kid's movie shit and kind of stays there for a little too long for my taste. But I mean, the first and the third act are so strong in that movie that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with all of this. And, you know, it's just one of those cases too, where they just continue to get fantastic performances out of their, out of their voice actors. And obviously their character designs, um, pull that out as well and really sell the voice acting work, you know, and the voice acting work sells the animation. So yeah, it's just, it's a really, again, it's one of those movies that just like the endings you're like, that's really, that's really nice. I, I like where this ended up <laughs> and I was all about that. How fucked up is it? Like the greatest escape you could have, you could have in 2020 was just finding something nice. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, huh. you know, like, don't, I don't, We've we we're, we're we've turned into like we want parents movies. Just, just make it nice. <laughs> like, just, like when it's all over, I just want to be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I it's like, I it. yeah, and it's like thinking of the, the year before. It's like, yeah, man, upgrade. Mm-hmm. Check yeah. that. Check out upgrade. Yeah, it's the like, dude, oh, like punches somebody through the dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were like, something. why was there so much dick punching in this? <laughs> that didn't make me happy. <laughs> Give us something that we can get lost in in 2020. Everybody mm-hmm. needs an escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I got good news for you guys. We yeah. at least have. We're at least closing in on a, on some consensus. Okay. Are we? Yeah. Because uh, Freaky makes number four for me. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very much in the vein of like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's what it was called, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Not exactly, but it, the sort of goofy horror comedy, I really, there's something about that that's really connecting with me. And um, I really liked, and I, I meant to look up uh, the actress's name beforehand, um, but the lead actress is phenomenal. She's really, really good. Um, Catherine Newton. Mm-hmm. Catherine Newton, thank you. Sure. Um, she's she's fantastic. Ozark. Okay. But she's like, she's really fantastic uh, both Vince Vaughn and uh, Catherine Newton are really good in the swapped portion of the movie like they just nail it like Vince Vaughn is maybe a little generic for like generic girl but we don't get a whole lot of time to spend with each character like you know it's not like in the the Harry Potter movie where you have um you know, Hermione and Bellatrix swapped, and we know those characters well enough to see that the acting is really like superb. Um, so we, it's 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 good, um, but it's not like you know, it's not like out of this world, but it's it's good enough to sell it really well for me. Um, and watching Vince Vaughn like prance around um, <laughs> is is really really funny. But all in all, it's it's good. I. I watched it because, like, Harlow said something nice about it in the chat, and I was like, eh, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. Like, I don't have any, like, nothing else is catching my eye on the on the 2020 list. Like, nothing else jumped out at me and said, hey, watch this uh, in that moment. So I, I popped it on, and I'm really glad I did because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, have you watched The Happy's Death Day? No, I have not watched The Happy Death Days. 
yet. Um, Next up. You should now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Similar? Like in yes. tone? I, I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, it's the same director, so tonally, but okay. what's yeah. happening is vastly different, obviously. Right, right. Yeah. right. Yes. I, I assume yeah. that much. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very pleasant surprise. And um, the, there are a couple things in the beginning of the movie that are shockingly gory. Like, I yeah. did not expect them to be uh, to be what they were. And also, one of the funniest kills I've seen that wasn't Jason smashing, um, uh, you know, smashing a frozen head. Like, <laughs> Oh, the sleeping bag kill is still my Yeah, the sleeping bag is my favorite, too. <laughs> that's that's, that's I, just the best. I well, love, yeah. like, I love shattering liquid nitrogen shit. Sure. Um, but... Uh, just say the the one on the tennis court. Just, yeah, I loved that. It was so stupid. Um, but also, <laughs> why the fuck not? It was great. Um, I would watch that. Like I could put that kill on a loop in my house, like in a frame. It was very well. Enjoyable. If you like so, death loops, <laughs> no, <just> yeah. <laughs> May I suggest Happy Death Day? <laughs> I will. Uh, I will. Yeah put those on the list uh thank you for suggesting it it's the horror movie that i've watched this year now so cool nailed it yeah i i i'm with you harlow on that scene of kind of the the sweet nice moment in the <laughs> dressing room and then immediately just like here put this dumb disguise on i'm like the yeah. fuck is this <laughs> like why does this mask even exist <laughs> yep oh so dumb uh, okay, my number three is Unhinged. Big fat Russell Crowe shark movie, except there's no shark. It's just Russell Crowe being an asshole. <laughs> Chasing right. this lady in his truck. That movie's so much fun. That movie's just a throwback to like the hitchhiker or the hitcher and, and just those kinds of movies of just like, well, y- you flashed your lights on this car that was driving down the dirt road. You shouldn't have done that. Now you got to pay. You know, mm. it's just it's that it's just that premise. And it's fun as shit. Yeah. The way you <laughs> described it seemed a lot to me like crawl where it's just like, all right, this is happening. And in 90 straight minutes of we're doing this. Yeah. And then it is over. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know. I That's one of the ones I crammed for and I I couldn't quite go with you. I mean, it didn't even make my honorable mentions, unfortunately, like that. To me, it's just the wrong movie for now. Like, that's the opposite of what I've been talking about because it's sort of like, well, fuck all of y'all, but also, like, not this much. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, I mean, I yes, in a way. I just, I appreciate the things it does along the way. Sure, yes. Like, the way that movie takes care of a situation where they're trying to flag down a cop on the highway, uh, the result of that scene made me audibly gasp. <laughs> like, yeah. like I just went, oh my god! No, I, I, I gotta say, I was definitely not prepared for the production value in that movie, given it exactly. was, given it yeah. was a Russell Crow, fat Russell Crow only starring vehicle. Uh, right. Um, but you know, like I'm just saying, rustled like, up a crow. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it just it was the wrong movie for me right now. The, okay. the only thing I want to say, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like interrupt your praising of the movie, no, but last no, thing no, I want to say, having watched it just because uh-huh. it was part of my cram session was yeah. for whatever reason i now i didn't sit there and watch it all but i left the credits playing while i got up and like do some other things but i was still in the room and yeah. then like i realized like i was watching the very end of the credits and like i actually caught myself going like what the fuck do you think is gonna happen like michael douglas <laughs> is gonna show up show up and recruit him for like the psycho avengers <laughs> come on yes we're all, we're all falling down now <laughs> like, 
goddamn cheeseburger at 1031. Yeah, yeah no, there's not going to be a sequel to this. No, I mean, well, yes, it doesn't work for either one of those, so it's doubly <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers, but I think you could probably figure that fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. If you've uh, seen a movie. I mean, I agree. It's mean spirited and, yeah. you know, is, is one of those things that like maybe before 2020 we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was watching this. I was like, man, if it wasn't like now, I think I might like this more. But right now, yeah. it's like, Ugh. I was just I was just delighted that it was doing the things that I want a movie to do and actually pulling it off and not being like, ah, that's unfortunate. You fucked that up. Well, I think the thing that pissed me off is it's like sort of like falling down where you're like, you know, Russell Crowe makes some good points, <laughs> but also, no, absolutely fucking not. Like, where you're like, yes, you should probably roll down your window and yell at people that are like texting on their phone and stuff, but also like, don't murder them. Like, it's just like, you know, like it's, I, 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 just, both sides. Saying. I just hate like, you know, this like in between where it's like, oh, my, your villain like has the points of view that are probably right, but also they're bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, but I don't know. Fuck it. anyway that's my number three anyway chuck likes that movie yeah i know sorry breaking news you guys yeah um fat russell crowe reminded fat old russell crowe reminded me of old mel gibson which reminded me that we watched an old mel gibson movie this year so we're on 14 oh you forgot force of nature (laughs) yeah oh i I should i I didn't put force of nature on mine so yeah. Why would any of you put Force of Nature on? Yours? No, no. I mean, I didn't it's even put it. On, I didn't even put list. it on the list. Like, oh, okay. having seen it, because oh, yeah. we all saw it. We Just all saw it. Unacknowledged. Well, okay. <laughs> so, I also realized I didn't put like any of these documentary things on there or anything. So, <laughs> fourteen, you guys. I'm doing great. I'm only. You get to twenty by the time the show's over. I'm just making reminding you of stuff you've watched. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Harlow. Oh, is it back to me? Sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number three for me. Um, man, I somewhere in the course of this show, I've I have switched my number two and three from where we started talking, and I'm going number three is Invisible Man. Invisible Man was my number two, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. Well, so like I saw Invisible Man like right as lockdown started happening, so I wasn't mm-hmm. in the like fuck everything, everything, you know, like I was like you know fully like angry at everything. I was like, ah, let's be over by Easter. Like, there's some people are saying. Um, but <laughs> they didn't say which Easter. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I really enjoyed it at the time. I'm saying if I had watched Invisible Man in the last six months, I probably would not have been on as on board with it as I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, in a similar vein of like, I mean, that one's probably even worse than like Unhinged as in, in terms of like poor woman in danger you know because i mean it's like you know she's just she's been in a shit situation for a long ass time mm-hmm. and it's not just like i'm having a bad day and oh fat russell crow's here you know it's like <laughs> it's, you know it's 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 like shitty all around for her you know mm-hmm. but i i just think that that movie's like ex- exceptionally well made and whatnot you know and <laughs> even if it doesn't stick the landing fully i i was super on board with like how that movie looked and was made so like i said it's it dropped it just dropped to number three because yeah, it's that not, movie's it's really not good at joy or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that movie's really good at putting you in the protagonist's yeah. shoes. Yeah, because I was just like enraged by by midway through that movie. I was just oh, like, yeah. man, mm-hmm. I want to destroy everything. <laughs> I I do appreciate when dude remembered that he directed Upgrade and then put that 
shot in the film of Upgrade oh, camera yeah. works shit. And I was like, oh, right, this guy directed Upgrade. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was none of that until this one scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three is not a movie. It's a documentary. It's oh, The no. Last Dance, which anyone who listened over the summer <laughs> knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. I give weekly recaps. But uh, yeah, that, that's one of those documentaries that just proves time travel is possible. And it's through that because so much of that footage placed me directly in those times and, you know, the use of music and just everything was so well done that it's almost a shame that they made them push it another two hours because I believe it was originally only going to be eight hours and they pushed it to 10. And by the end, like the last episode is almost like, man, you know, (laughs) aside from that last montage that they do, that's really, really, really good. The one to the Pearl Jam song, like, it's kind of like, yeah, you guys are definitely out of gas at this point, aren't you? And, but otherwise, man, like what a, what a nostalgia trip. What a, you know, just, and what a well put together thing with just some really, really great interviews. Like you see how many memes came out of those interviews. And that's how you know that they were just like getting gold, like almost every time. And, and like just handing Michael an iPad and watching him react to somebody else's interview will never get old to me <laughs> and him just like just still talking shit about all these guys just being like yeah fuck him too you know <laughs> just so good hey, that, that's the michael jordan i want not the not the corporate one i want the i want the fuck them kids michael jordan <laughs> that's what i want uh, and i, I got know. it oh yeah I've been, I've been playing so much in the nba 2k21 game and one of one of the uh recurring things that keeps coming up you know because when you play any of those sports games enough you start hearing like the same commentary over and over eventually but one of them Mm -hmm. is like i think they're asking grant hill who's one of the commentators on it you Mm -hmm. know what was it like playing against like the 90s bulls or something like he's like i don't know it's pretty much like playing any other team except for one little thing there was that guy that was wearing a pesky 23 or something you know (laughs) like wouldn't even call him by name it was just Mm -hmm. just the way he phrases it's just like we're gonna talk around michael because (laughs) i don't want to talk any shit about him <laughs> so yeah. just, well, there was someone hand him an iPad and be like, "Look what he said in this game." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there was a game last. I think it was like two weeks ago where uh, I forget who it was, but they were playing the Lakers and they lost. And they interviewed this guy who scored like forty-five points, and they still lost. And they're like, "Yeah, what do you think the difference was?" And he's like, uh, "We don't have LeBron." And like that was his response. <laughs> and it feels like there's so many like that with Jordan, where it's just like. Yeah, how'd you lose? Uh, we played Michael Jordan. Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's—I mean, it's—it's it's ten hours worth of '90s basketball. So that—that that phrase alone should let you know whether you're in or not. AKA best kit ball. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> um, I guess it's my turn. So, uh, coming in at number three for me. Bad Boys for Life. Um, so I did some some homework because I hadn't seen either Bad Boys in at least a decade. Um, wow. Yeah, it had been a lot. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 is a Fast and Furious prototype movie. Yep. Like, it's a Fast 5 slash Fast 6 Bad Boys for Life, again, uh, to 
nod to Harlow. Yes, they they absolutely named it incorrectly. This should have been Bad Boys Three. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if it's um, been the final one and they were like, "Yeah, we're too old for this shit. It's over. That's fine." But I mean, they immediately greenlit four. <laughs> it's right. like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, what mm-hmm. the hell? That's ex- yeah. exactly it. Like, so dumb. Um, but <laughs> okay, so so Bad Boys One is is really good. Um, Bad Boys Two is, like I said, prototypical Fast Five, Fast Six. Bad Boys for Life is. You can't go back again, almost. It's still good, but that movie, they made that movie in 2006 and released it in 2020. It It is... Everything about it feels exactly like Bad Boys 2. That was probably my phone vibrating. <laughs> um, but, like, not in the not in all the fuck yeah ways that bad boys 2 is like it's not it very much feels authentic to that universe yes 100%. like it doesn't feel like someone even though it is other people coming in and making a michael bay movie it doesn't feel out of that universe it doesn't feel like i don't know what i don't know what you're going it feels like okay now they're old but it's still miami and miami's awesome and yeah. Let's go. I, I would say it feels it, like it's in the Michael Bay universe, but like it's sped down to the age that they are now. <laughs> like, yes, appropriate. The filmmaking matches their right. age. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little slower, and the whole like, you know, all the young kids on the team thing. That yeah. that shit is so tired, man. Um, so the Expendables three, it. Uh... Yeah, kind of like. All the new kids, well, at least a couple of the new kids are like, ah, fuck you, old man. The old man's like, ah, fuck you, kids. Or Will Smith, the old Mm. man. Um, But, like, that's such a tired-ass trope. Um, However, it's still Bad Boys 2.5. So it's still pretty fucking good. Like, it, it captures some of the magic. Um... Will Smith is still fully capable of being an action star. Um, Martin Lawrence is <laughs> not. Um, Martin Lawrence has never been an action star or capable yeah. of being an action star, but he's made he's made a you know a sidekick to Will Smith. Pretty like he was pretty good sidekick to Will Smith in Bad Boys One and Two. Um, Martin Lawrence would be really mad at me probably for saying that he's Will Smith's sidekick, but, um, <laughs> that's okay. He can chase me. He uh, was billed above Will Smith in at least the first one, I think. I, I think he was top billing in the first I one. I wouldn't be surprised, but. <laughs> well, the first, the first Bad Boys is before Independence Day and everything, right? I mean, yep. that's like, is yeah. that his first movie or did he do, I mean, I think he did Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, he right? had done Six Degrees yeah. first. Yeah. But, um. Man, it's still, it's still good. Like it's still got a lot of, like I said, Bad Boys Two charm, and it's got Bad Boys Two style. It just doesn't quite have Bad Boys Two substance or <laughs> longevity. Um, it is an age-appropriate one of those movies, yeah. I guess, and that makes like, it lesser. Because <laughs> they, yes, but they are not asking those two to do more than they should be doing. They are asking them to do the right amount yeah. of what they're doing. But the, the the thing about that is that it feels a little sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I think I 
way back when I first saw it, I, I remarked that like the one of its biggest strengths is that the movie's kind of grounded. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, but also it's ridiculous too. But it's like you know, you kind of get that. Like I think it was this was one of the first times where I was like, yeah, you might be like should retire. Like you know, like maybe you should be one <laughs> week from retirement. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling your pain, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, it's got gravity. Yeah, which is is good for a movie. Bad for bad boys, I think. Sure. This, although, like, they should have made Bad Boys three in two thousand eight. Yeah, no later than two thousand eight. They should have made Bad Boys three. This being Bad Boys for life, if this had been the cap to the adventure, would have loved it. I really liked it instead. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Bad Boys for life. Uh-huh. We get Bad Boys five life in next year. <laughs> They're probably just going to keep making Bad Boys movies now. It's just going to be, these are never going to stop. Jaden Smith, Bad Boys 7. Bad Boys 4, taking the (laughs) 5th. Bad and boisiest. Bad and and boisterous. Well, they're going to go on to make 50 of them, and they'll make number 5 called Bad Boys 5-0. And then when they get to 50, they'll be like, I don't know. (laughs) It'll just be Bad Boys 50. Yeah. Was it okay? Was it just me, or was there a scene in early in this movie where they start doing the camera swirl thing, like the whole shit just got real, but no, no one says anything? Like they do this dramatic, like "What the fuck is happening?" But like neither of them say anything, and it's like, "What are you doing? You were trying to do the thing. Like, why did you not do the thing?" I, I feel like that. after like yeah. the first action sequence, they did that, and I was like, "Oh, what are they gonna? How are they gonna?" Shit just little. got more real. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. So, um, okay. My number two is uh, a Bamfcast extra movie. Uh, mm. It is Underwater. Uh, I'm not going to talk. Two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it much because we talked about it for an hour on Bamfcast extra. But it is a good Leviathan. Ooh. Okay. So it is. It is a a, a dope ass underwater monster movie. Um with legit like safety concerns <laughs> like okay. the cast was in danger <laughs> the characters are in danger yeah all of it it's like it, it, people might die making this movie <laughs> so it's neat it's real neat and it you know underwater monster movies are my jam it's, the problem is that they're not very good this one is pretty good so that's all okay um, all right. Well, uh, my num- number two, right? We're on number two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number two. My number two. Uh, I, I've done a lot of switching around at the last minute. I'm going with Palm <laughs> Springs for number two. I liked Palm okay. Springs a lot. I don't think Palm Springs was quite the baby driver to me as it was to Becky, but mm-hmm. um, it's still very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Number two is still a good spot, and I know it's going to get talked about more by people that possibly like it even more than me. So I will just shut up and say, I really like Palm Springs. I don't internet hate it. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's fine. Runner up, yeah. AKA Runner. the worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number two, again, not a movie, but it is Mandalorian season two. Guess my golden jocks. Cause it's basically the best star Wars thing since the original star Wars, you know, <laughs> like, it, since the original trilogy it is and the season two kept that quality up um 
season one, I felt there was only one really dud episode, and this season did not have any. And I don't even give a shit about, like, you know, oh, they were just setting up a different series. I don't care. Every episode was a solid, awesome Star Wars thing that was exactly what I wanted. Um, I, I, I don't have problems with what happened in the last episode. I know the internet's kind of split on that, but I was totally cool with it. Effects still not great, but whatever, you know. <laughs> it's Wait, there when, are people not cool with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. the internet, Chuck. Forget about it. I, I understand. I just, it seemed like it was catering to the internet. <laughs> well, a lot of it was also like, it could have been done in a different way. And I'm talking around this because, you know, it's obviously, it's kind of a, a big deal when it happens, but it could have been done in a different manner that I I wouldn't have had any problem with whatsoever either. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But either way, like, I guess my only concern now is, like, where the series goes from here. Right. Because I... If it's all about, like, you know, the culture and who controls all the tribes or whatever, like, I'm out. Like, or I would say I'm out, but I just, like, that's not what I want at all. And yeah, I just hope it doesn't go there after, you know, two just really just amazing seasons of television. Yeah, if it was building to that kind of lore kind of stuff, that's the stuff I'm least interested in. Yeah. Like, I like the space western doing chores for people and getting something out of it and moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So. but it, It's funny because, like, I, we just finished watching it, like, this past weekend or so. Um, and, like, right when it ended, my wife was like... Uh, is the show over? <laughs> cause, cause it's kind of an ending. You're like, well, is that it? <laughs> Seems like it's it. They wrap yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they also, it, my only real, I think there's literally one misstep in the entire season, mm-hmm. literally one. And it's something they do in the ninth episode that they should have saved for the 10th episode. Okay. And it, it lessens the impact of when it happens again in the 10th episode. And it, and it's like, damn, like you blew it. Like you had, it's almost like gremlins, you know, it's like you showed the cabinet gremlin before you showed the kitchen gremlin, like swap them. Like you, this is what you want to happen at this point. You don't need it in the earlier point. And that's the only thing they, they mess up. But aside from that, just everything I want out of a star Wars show, you know, like they fucking nailed it. Yeah. That's. I just I'll, I want to say this real quick to the the power of that last episode because this has never happened to me before. We're sitting there watching it and the ending is happening, and that's all I'm going to say about the specifics of the ending of the final episode of the season. My watch goes off with a heart rate alert, <laughs> like dude, your heart is racing, and I was yeah. I, that has literally never happened to me before, and I was like, well, this must be something pretty good because I'm dying for it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Star Wars thing you want. Mm-hmm. If I was including episodics on my list, that would probably be number one. Same. Um, it's the best Star Wars thing to come out in 30 something years. And I like the sequels. I really like the sequels way more than most people, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's everybody loves Bill Burr in season two. Like Yeah. 
How do you how how the fuck do you do that? How do you make this space Boston asshole a lovable character? You give him a redemptive arc, and yeah. you make yeah. him hate Nazis, and then it's all yeah. of a sudden like, yeah, yeah all right. I mean, fair. Oh yeah, they do talk about themselves, well, but they were the first to say, "Hey, fuck you, England." <laughs> it works because they have him do what everyone wants a character yeah. to do that they never do in Star Wars. Yes. They just never straight up do that and they yep, let yeah. him do that. Yep. Yeah. That was a just a master stroke and mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandalorian is is great. I I don't care where they go with the next season because I've had two incredible seasons of mm-hmm. television and if they fumble the third season or if it never comes out or if the um if the spin-offs suck, I I got two amazing seasons of television mm-hmm. and some of the best Star Wars content that I'm gonna see. So yeah. before and I'll I say, died of COVID. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say that's I felt the same way going from John Wick two to John Wick three. They're like everyone's an assassin i don't know that's gonna be kind of bullshit and you know what john wick 3 was fucking awesome so mm-hmm. i hope i'm wrong in the exact same way maybe we just get a time jump and it's uh you know grogu is like now older i don't know they seem to age really really fucking <laughs> slowly talk. so well yeah we can talk and like you know actually do some like jedi flipping shit i don't know whatever mm-hmm. So he's I mean, so they could, but maybe both be badasses is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Like maybe get some skills. Ah, then... buddy cops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> teenage space, space Jedi. Mando yeah. Grogu. Teenage <laughs> Jedi. Mando Grogu. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, <laughs> where he's like going through, like, come on, man. No, I don't pu- want it. <laughs> Grogu puberty, and he's like, oh, Dad, I hate you. Puberty. Out of my room, you will get. God, <laughs> myself, I was touching. <laughs> uh, I I love the meme that was like, yeah, the, something about you know when Grogu says his second word and then his first word, like. Yeah, <laughs> Nice. Um, it was very good. So, uh, rolling along uh, into my number two pick uh, is one I just watched today on recommendation of Mr. Harlow. Um, I, I'm looking at the Zoom view, so he's mm-hmm. over here for me and oh, okay. above you. Uh, but uh, Love and Monsters. Um, I heard nothing about it i don't know when it came out harlow mentioned it and i was like something about that movie really struck him i think i shall watch it as well i have a couple hours before the show starts and something about that movie really caught me too i don't know any of the actors names except for i don't even remember his name right now but yondu (laughs) Um, Michael Rooker. I Michael Rooker. Remember. Michael Rooker. Yeah, it's um, the main kid is the Maze Runner kid, Dylan O'Brien. He was in the okay. He's in the Maze Runners. Oh, Dylan O'Brien. And and also it's Jay Hen. She's back. I'm still gonna make oh, that Jay happen. Hen. Yeah, Jay Hen's back. We just she, what was she in? Oh, she's in Underwater. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, is that is that Amy? it's Je- Jessica Henwick? Yeah, she, yeah. Um. Yeah, that that dude is great. Michael Rooker is is fine. He shows up in Michael Rooker's 
you know, around about, I don't know, Michael Rooker's around 15, 20 minutes of the movie or so. You know what I mean. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's doing his thing, being, you know, being He, he shows up and Rooker's all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I know it feels like a, a, a YA book. Um, but there's something wholly inspiring and wholesome and good about sort of the, in the message of love and monsters. Um, and the story works out right, but it's not right for the reasons that you think it's going to be right for a while. Um, and yeah, it just, it had me swelling with tears and joy, um, which is not unusual for me. Like, I think Harlow mentioned this problem he's having, and I'm having it as well. Like, fucking everything moves me to tears yeah. uh, in the last in the last year. I'm just, I guess we're all just raw as shit, but, um, but yeah. It, I, I'm definitely having that problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. It just, it, it moved me. Everything worked really well. It reminded me so much of monster trucks. Like the premise of this movie is really stupid. The CGI looks like it's not going to be all that great, but fucking hell, it's pretty good. Like it's actually really, actually good. One um, of the writers actually wrote monster trucks. <laughs> well, makes sense. Yeah, man. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It uh, monster trucks is a YA you know, a YA novel made to film. I don't know if it actually is a, a young adult. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's this that same sort of thing. It's it's got all the mentality of a of a young adult novel uh, made into film, but it works. It's fairly mature, and it's mature in the way it handles. Um, handles its resolution like it's it just i don't know i'm gonna stop talking about it because i feel like i kind of want some more time to process it a little bit more um i'll probably write a little letterbox review but um but yeah it worked really well and that's why it's that's why it's number two for me it's it's very very good i wish i had seen it sooner You still saw it in time. I did. I made it. Um, speaking of watching something in time, my top of the list movie is something I watched 48 hours ago. Uh, if we had recorded this last week like we had planned, <laughs> it wouldn't be on my list, and my list would be radically different. Mm-hmm. Uh, my top film of the year is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, I don't know why I put off watching it. It's an Aaron Sorkin movie. I fucking love Aaron Sorkin. I don't know why I was thinking I should. I feel like every time an Aaron Sorkin movie comes out, I'm like, ah, that's going to be the one that sucks. And, you know, everyone who shits all over Aaron Sorkin on the Internet is going to be right. And I'm going to feel bad. Nah, fuck all those people. This movie's great. Um, I don't know if I like him as a director, which he has just started trying to do. Uh, Definitely still like him as a writer, though. Um, His just the way he constructs dialogue is something that speaks to me. And well, that's how dialogue works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
fair point. Uh, <laughs> the movie's great. It's 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 it's. I mean, it's a straight up courtroom movie. And at first, I was like, "Well, this is not going to be as good as A Few Good Men because that movie's fucking awesome." Uh, it's not as good as A Few Good Men, but it's still fucking awesome. It is. It is. As it goes on, it is just something that sucks you in. Like at first, I was, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna give a shit about this. But by the end, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back in time and protest with these people. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna save them. Um, it's, it's really good. It's on Netflix. It's, it's an easy watch because it's, you know, it's a dialogue-driven movie. Um, Sounds like there's a lot of sitting and talking, which. Doesn't sound like an Aaron Sorkin kind of thing. I mean, you can't there's, walk a lot in a courtroom. I mean, you would be attorneys can pace. You cover a lot of ground. Yeah, there's there's a fair bit of walking. Okay. Um, and some talking. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's it's made for Netflix, so go watch it. Um, now, if you if you're a person who's like Sorkin's an idiot, then yeah, don't fucking watch it. But if you like any of the Sorkin things, you should you should watch this. It's strong i I don't know what it is about like things that should immediately be something i want to watch and me not wanting to watch them because like that's on the same level and and also mank i'm like it's david fincher and gary oldman and a david fincher thing and i'm like i should be all over that and it's about you know inside movie stuff i should be behind that too and i was just like (laughs) i watched that last night and no okay but i'm the same way like some for some reason sometimes there are just things that come out and i'm like I'm just going to put that in a secret little place. And then when I'm really, you know, need something, it'll be there. And I'm like, no, idiot. Just watch the thing you love the second it comes out. Stop this. So yeah. I'm glad I got to see it in time. It is a terrific movie. And the acting is amazing. So by the transitive property, Chuck, uh, a few good men is better than everything else that came out this year. Yes, that is correct. Okay. That that is true of many years. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to a interject that and b check to do see the transitive property it. joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see three things I wanted to do. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Let me come back in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I guess it's time for me. Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. Since I didn't mention it, and you said that I liked it, it shouldn't be a surprise. My number one is Love and Monsters. Um, Wow. Yeah, that movie fucking came out of nowhere for me and hit me hard. Like it, it was so what I needed, like a hundred percent. Like, like I think Palm Springs is much probably a much better thing. Like I can admit that, but like Love and Monsters was so much what I needed. Like it's, it's just genuine in a way that's like you you don't see in films hardly anymore. Um, I mean, there's still people being snarky to each other, but it's never like actually true mean-spirited really you know like it's just and they it's just the banter that people do yeah. you know it's right yeah it, it's never like oh that was actually nasty oh shit you know i mean there's <laughs> there's bad p- characters otherwise it would just be you know full of protagonists and what fun is that um but yeah i it's just there's like the coolest dog in a movie i've seen in a long ass time uh i i think everyone in it is really good i it does start off a little too zombie landish where he's kind of narrating things a bit too much. But then when it like sort of finds its own voice and just gets going, I was like, yeah, I, this is so right. I mean, there's, there's even like a weird hero's journey thing to it where it's, 
it's almost got elements that remind me of like AI and stuff where it's just like, Hey, there's all this crazy shit going on and, you know, traveling from place to place. And then there'll just be these like quiet reflective moments in it that are really nice. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's great. <laughs> I loved it. So Yeah. And it's a breezy, like, I don't know, hour. And I think the whole, the runtime's like an hour 45, Yeah, but without credits, it's like an hour 35 ish. Because, you know, every movie has 10 minutes of credits now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other guy who wrote it, not the Monster Trucks guy, but the other guy who wrote it, wrote Underwater. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so The podcast is eating the itself list. now. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that was my favorite movie. Good deal. Well, everyone knows what my number one is, so I kind of want to hear BJ's first before uh, I go. Oh, well, why don't we just talk about them at the same time? Uh, I guess we can. Yeah, same time. Uh, on yeah. three. One, well, two, well, three. Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs. Um, oh, no, you man. Same time. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine? Yeah, Palm Springs yeah. is fine. Number one movie of yeah, the year. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah uh, I've seen it seven times. I have not now, seen it seven times. Yeah, it has become my comfort food movie. Um, but I kind of want to hear, we haven't really talked about it much, so I want to kind of hear what you have to say, BJ. No. Um, I, I mean, BJ hasn't talked about it. He and I have not discussed it. I see the look on Chuck's face. Just yeah, say, we we spent about... two episodes talking about Listen. it. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not BJ and it. I have not had a conversation about okay. it yet. You just made so it sound like, like, hey, you heard about this? Hear what he has to say. I, I don't know how to talk about how much I like this movie and it's not like I'm not like going baby driver greatest of all time on Palm Springs I really like it it's the be- it's definitely the best thing I watched this year and that's not like I really like love and monsters um but it's it's kind of hard to talk about specifics I mean um Andy Samberg is really good and really funny and also not himself as much as he normally is. He's restrained from being like Lonely Island Andy Samberg, um, which is maybe it's not what other people expect out of out of him, but it's it's what my brain expects to see when he shows up on screen is like all right, well, we're doing some real goofy shit. And while there is, you know, there's some goofy shit um, in Palm Springs, it's not the, like, it's not what I expected. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a really, really good time loop movie. And I feel like it's been a long, long time since we've had a really, really good time loop movie. Um, Like, it's Groundhog Day with Andy Samberg at a wedding, but it's also not it's completely different it's more in some ways more adult um it makes it different because of the other characters that are stuck in the loop with him right Um, and that and that you start in the middle of the loop he's been there decades by the time you start the movie and it's not like they get to skip all of the other stuff and all the wait what happened to me stuff you know like I mean, there's some of it, obviously, because when... They cover it in about three minutes, about half an hour into the movie, something like that. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, it's real smart because they can just skip all the bullshit and get to the story that they want to tell. Right. Um, you know, and they and they get a little bit of it in, uh, you know, in Sarah when she's introduced to everything. Right. They get uh, she gets to play audience cipher for about mm-hmm. 10 minutes, um, which is really nice. I think I mean, that's obviously the big difference is. You know, you get multiple perspectives from within the time loop, but that really that really does change a lot about um well, I, I feel it allows more metaphors to be pulled out of it yes. because it becomes this thing about relationships. Whereas, you know, Groundhog Day is just about this guy improving himself and, you know, having the perfect run at the end to to get himself out of this whatever thing is, you know, like this karmic thing. And I appreciate how hard they make fun of that in this one and <laughs> when that actually happens. And... Mm-hmm. um it it lets the film develop as far as when you've got someone else stuck in this loop with you, it becomes almost a sequence of like how when you have that first love, literally nothing else in the world matters. Like, you know, when you've just clicked with that person and you're like, I'm just going to take a vacation right now. I'm like going to take a week's vacation from work this weekend I don't want it to end I want to just keep going and like that's so much of what you get to experience with the two of them and they have really fantastic chemistry like even when I watched the commentary track um this week and are they on the commentary track yes they are as well as uh the writer and the director but they pop up at different points because it's you know they did zoom things for it and all that but but it's it's usually it's Christina Milioti and um and uh or Kristen Milioti, sorry, and Andy Samberg talking, and they're just riffing off of each other. And the and the I believe it's the director said like when they first had the pitch meeting with the four of them, the writer and the director they couldn't get a word in because the two of them were just because she and Andy were just talking constantly, and they had all these things, and they just they were like they knew right then that like you know that everyone's going to buy these two together, and. You know, chemistry, it's not just about like people that get along, but it's also how the people don't get along. And I like that Mm -hmm. the movie explores that as well. Like, you know, when you really just want to say that one thing that, you know, is just going to fuck things up, but you're so pissed at that person that you're willing to say it. Mm -hmm. And then they obviously follow the ramifications of that throughout, you know, the rest of the movie. And it's just, it's. It's made by people who cared so much about making the movie, and I think I feel that, and that's why I love it so much, because I feel like the editing and the music and everything that they chose was, like, absolutely meticulous about it. And especially the editing. Like, the editing of this movie is phenomenal. Like, (laughs) every bit of information comes at the right time. Every montage goes the exact right length. And, you know, the soundtrack that they picked turns out, like... um, the Kate Bush song was picked by Andy Samberg. He's like, we should use this here. And um, when uh, Leonard Cohen's The Partisan shows up, that was Christian Milioti's suggestion was that song at that point in the movie. So it's like, it feels like such a fantastic collaborative thing that you can just feel how much all these people enjoyed making this movie. And I feel like I get part of that every time I watch it. And, you know, I feel so much that it spoke to me in that way. 
Like, you know, you're lucky if you get a movie that clicks, you know, like with your heart almost. And like this movie, I feel like it clicks with my soul. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like through my 20s and 30s, I was Niles. Like I was this person who was just like drifting and just didn't give a shit and was like, okay, next day, whatever, same thing. Like I let inertia just kind of take everything. And you also, when you don't have any meaningful relationships for a long time, you start to question things. And I feel like, and this is something that came up on the commentary track where the two of these characters, neither, which I hadn't really thought about, but these two characters, neither of them has really felt like they've been loved by anyone for a very long time. And then, and that love not as long, not only is like being attracted to and, you know, and enjoying being with someone, but allowing that person to enjoy being with you as well. And that it's easy to reject yourself and say like, no, they're not going to want to be with me. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, <laughs> like, look at me, I'm a goddamn mess. And, <laughs> you know, it's that both of these characters are that and that they eventually are allowed to overcome these insecurities but then they always then they'll rear their heads at the worst possible time which i can definitely <laughs> associate with that pretty well too yeah. but it's just you know i talked about when it first came out i've seen so much of myself in the niles character like in in the ways of like trying to put off this air that i don't give a shit when i very very deeply give a shit and that is so much of what niles is is this guy who just is like built this shell and there's only one character that's basically allowed to penetrate it and then he fucks that up <laughs> so mm -hmm. you know it's just it's it's you know I, I i could go on and on talking about it i just i can tell <laughs> yeah not I, that i'm trying to like no i know make you I, just, shut up. I, wish... I can just tell the passion that you that you have yeah. for it like how much you really yeah, it, it's really it's enjoy. one of those movies that at, it's at the point where I feel like like if someone says, "Oh, what movies do you like?" Like what like if someone said, "What's your movie aesthetic?" or whatever, I'd be like, "Watch Palm Springs." You know, it's almost like it's it's that and out of sight. Like that's how high up on my list it is. And then it's like, that's "All right, high praise then, indeed." Yeah, and then I'd probably pick like Baby Driver or something just just after right. that. But it's like way like super high on the list of like this movie is me. If you wanted to categorize my movie watching i would be like just watch palm springs if you get what that's about then you'll probably get movies i like and if you hate it then it's like i guess we're not friends you know whatever <laughs> sorry not gonna work out i mean that's fair uh yeah it's, i've ended friendships over less so yeah um there's a lot of like not to take too much longer on palm springs but there's a lot of dealing with um feeling trapped feeling uh feeling trapped regret um like that constant dealing with loss like basically reliving that same trauma again and again and again and again like mm -hmm. uh sarah's day is completely yeah. different uh we we learn way more about sarah's day uh later in the movie and that um I can't really relate to that, but that was really impactful for me. And that's one of the things that struck me is like really intense is, you know, waking up every day going, oh, fuck. 
Like, yeah. every day is a mistake. <laughs> every day is a mistake. And how long, like, I know she wasn't in the loop as long as he was, but long enough that, you know, that sort of, that sort of trauma eats and eats and eats and eats at you. Uh, or mm -hmm. I guess it's, it's trauma. Um, but also Niles, like, waking up every day knowing that the position that he's in is the position that he's in um in regards to yeah. his relationship like and being afraid to leave it too yeah well becoming yeah. comfortable with it yeah learning how to deal with like yeah to sort sort of like not even not only compartmentalize your your trauma or your sadness but also just like become happy in it because it's it's the devil you know and mm -hmm. those are some pretty like pretty strong moving themes that they they really nailed without it seems like without trying too hard um yeah well they yeah. mentioned in the commentary how they get really serious but then they'd always try to undercut it with some kind of joke yeah absolutely and, the, and never let it get too far I guess. And like, and it turns out JK Simmons character was added like last. He almost wasn't even in the movie. Really? Yeah. Which means you lose the whole um, speech about finding your Anaheim, like, which is kind of yeah. like almost the emotional crux of the movie is this conversation between these two guys who, you know, basically hate each other at this point, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. 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 And, and and but you know and we've talked about all this deep heady emotional stuff with it but that movie's funny as fuck it's funny as hell. like them just huddling in a shower going we are the shit we are the shit while they're high on mushrooms you know just like <laughs> yeah. the whole uh the whole i used to be a bomb guy scene just all that shit is mm -hmm. just like absolutely hilarious um the the different way like when they're going through their sort of team up montage their falling in love montage mm -hmm. there is just some absolute dynamite stuff in there and i i don't want to like as far as comedy goes that i just don't want to spoil for anybody i just want mm -hmm. want you to experience it um one thing that i did not expect was to be questioning things after i finished watching that film like tenet which i mentioned earlier like which is from the heady cerebral, you know, cool guy, Christopher Nolan. Like mm -hmm. I stopped thinking about that, like 45 minutes after I was done. <laughs> the only thing I thought about yeah. was the question that I posed earlier, which is, am I too dumb to not get this movie? But I keep thinking about Palm Springs. I keep thinking about a few things. There are two things that I, that I won't mention, but um, if you've seen the movie, there are there are two things that are left really un unanswered. I feel like, uh, and they're subtle, so mm -hmm. you'll you'll miss them if you're not careful. But uh, those two things I keep thinking about, and yeah. and those are things to actually think about. Unlike, hey, what happened to J.K. Simmons? It's like just yeah. watch 15 seconds of credits, and they will tell you. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, but apparently but, a lot of people can't even sit through that. But hey. well, yeah. uh, we should all be used to watching things during and after the credits by now. But yeah, Palm Springs is 
really good and yeah i i I know we've had a lot of caveats about 2020 we're like yeah well any other year this would be on this like any year this movie would be on my list it would absolutely absolutely top five yeah is that it are we done yeah so hopefully 2021 has (laughs) i don't have to resort to documentaries and tv shows being in my top five but you know We'll see. It'll be I'm, interesting because, like, th- the movies that are coming out in 2021 are movies that were supposed to come out in 2020. Most of the stuff that should have been in production is not. And we're going to have a glut at some point of just nothing. Yeah. yeah. We're well, gonna, and I mean, I don't know. There, a lot of people have gone to Australia and stuff to shoot now. Sure. Mm-hmm. So Tom yeah. Cruise rented a, a big boat and made everyone live on it <laughs> and then yeah. yelled at him when they tried to get off well and and hbo putting putting big stuff out wb shows on hbo max so mm-hmm. that should be interesting mm-hmm. well that's you the know? thing we're gonna have a lot of releases this year but 2022 might be a little dull yeah. like yeah. we've got stuff saved up this year you know so could be interesting i'm not promising 21 2021 movies in 2021 that would mm-hmm. be, don't overpromise. <laughs> no, no. I mean, are I'm we going to live to see 2022? Exactly. <laughs> hey, you might. You got the vaccine here. We don't know if that works yeah. yet. <laughs> I haven't gone out and licked any doorknobs. Well, get on don't. it. Yeah. I should. Yeah. yeah. Prove I, your I, superpowers. I, Come on, let's go. At this we point, the vaccine's it. just like insurance. It's like, okay, if my car hits somebody... It'll be yeah. paid for, but I'm not right. going to go ram somebody because mm-hmm. I have insurance. <laughs> I booked but a yeah, cruise for I, 2022, so I uh, intend to attempt to live uh, <sighs> so that my deposit is not in vain. In God, vain, that sounds, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, in vain, vain. <laughs> That's not what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I'll say I feel weird, too, in that, you know, I had those three months of unemployment where I was basically home. But once I found a job, I had to go to that job. I had to be on site for it. So I feel like my all the streaming stuff kind of got backloaded into the end of the year. So the things I watched in the beginning of the year were like Spencer Confidential. And then it was like Raw Deal and just all these old things that we found were like, yeah, man, this is on streaming. Check it, you know, and. I, I feel like I missed out on a lot of the 2021 stuff or uh, or 2020 stuff later in the year because I just wasn't able to get to it. And then, you know, the choices I did make were like Artemis Fowl and Wonder Woman 84. And it was like, man, damn it. <laughs> Artemis Fowl sucks. <laughs> it's, did you watch it all the way through? No, I, st- I got 17 minutes in and I was like, there is no way another second of this movie can redeem did you, the did you nothingness too, that happens. Did you get too drunk trying to drink every time they said Artemis? Uh, I, maybe. I don't know. I just, yeah. it, it, the least interesting one of those movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and it doesn't get better. There are like literally three locations. Like they are in that house for basically the rest of the movie. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking bad. Like I, like... Even on levels of like, okay, they just didn't execute it well or whatever. It's like, this is your script. Like, this is, you don't have a third act. What the fuck are you doing? This is supposed to launch your thing. You know, I feel bad for people that love the book. Because the the only good thing that I can say about movies in 2020 is that at the very least, 
at least we don't have to hear about movies that tanked at the box office. Like, yeah. because Artemis Fowl did what it was supposed to do as a bad movie, which is immediately drop off the face of the earth and no one talked about it again. Mm-hmm. I forgot but, about it existed until I looked at my letterbox list and right. I saw it at the very end. But if that movie had come out in theaters and been the shit show that it was and made $12, we would have, for six months, there would have been discourse mm-hmm. about how Disney sucks and how they are just soulless and they can't make a movie and, you know, just like... So I'm happy for that. I'm happy that while Wonder Woman 84 was middling, at least we don't have to hear about its fucking box office numbers. At least there's no one like, well, women can't carry a movie, blah, blah, blah. You know, none of that. There's still people talking Mm -hmm. about it. No, I know, but it's not it's not the fucking trades aren't talking about it. You know, it's not every article in Variety or, you know, it's just like, yeah, that's on streaming. Some people watched it, but there's no way to know how many because they're the gatekeepers of the numbers. So, yeah. So that's that's like the one thing I'm happy about is that, you know, at least the the box office bullshit that no one should ever talk about anyway has been removed from the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I just I want to go to a theater again. It's literally been over a year at this point since I've been to one. And yeah, I, I saw one in the theater in, in 2020, and that was uh, Rise of Skywalker. I saw it on January 1st, 2020. And that was the last movie I saw in the theater. So Harlow and I were going to go see bad boys and do an extra on it, but then something came up and we didn't yeah, go. I saw, COVID. I saw birds of prey. I think that was the last thing I saw in a theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't go to a theater at all. Well, a, f- a friend of mine did uh, for his birthday. He rented out a theater. I think I mentioned that he hmm. rented out a theater. I think it was in May. Early oh, May. Oh, right, when we, we when we reopened, when everything was fine again. Yeah. It was one of those, there were like, it, it's a 40-person theater, and there were eight of us, so, like, we were all spread out really well, mm-hmm. and it was... What'd you guys watch? It was the, it was a, uh, like a, it was a situation I was comfortable with, like, we could wear our masks and sit down. We watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and holy shit, was it the oh, loudest fuck, thing dude. I have ever seen. <laughs> Um, oh my god I thought maybe someone just like brought their tape of boner jams or something. <laughs> yeah they did bring their tape of boner jams but for them boner jams is the good the bad and the ugly okay um i mean that's what yeah it's been on the day that's what i call my boner <laughs> <laughs> but god dude like just just seeing that just that ecstasy of gold scene by the end had to be just like ear splitting Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I've never heard a movie louder in my entire life. It was sorry, the motorcycle driving through my living room <laughs> again. Um, it was so ear splittingly loud, but it really was awesome. Um, yeah. And the I think I think it was a Blu-ray release from a few years ago that mm-hmm. that we watched because they're like yeah you can watch whatever you want you just have to bring your own disc if you're gonna watch something that we don't mm-hmm. have right now um yeah so he and i'm pretty sure D. that one <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that doesn't have a 4k around right now uh, there's one coming out this week i think or next uh, i know yeah. there's one up i saw a listing for it so is it is it, it the trilogy or just that just that they're individual uh, gotta milk that money oh, it man. wasn't yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a 4K definitely, but it still looked so good even on a 
30 foot screen or whatever because it was a smaller mm-hmm. theater it wasn't the, the main yeah. theater but it looked really really good um, i would think that they probably have some digital signal processors running into yeah. the projector yeah. that probably upscalers up whatever yeah yeah like like well not the cheap shit like we buy <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah it looked amazing so that's that's the only, i mean i'm i think i saw something maybe in january when did rise of skywalker come out December, christmas December, yeah christmas. christmas i think i saw it christmas. before the end of the year but yeah um but yeah i may have seen something else that i don't remember in january but that's the only thing i i mean good thing to see in the theater but you know yeah i think i saw that and i think i saw knives out like two days earlier something like that so um yeah the really cool thing about being able to actually go see a movie is that the local indie theater has started up a drive-in so there's going to be a semi-permanent drive-in here in town again which is awesome it's actually a permanent they they bought the land i think so i know i know they bought the land but i didn't know if it was going to be a permanent sort of drive-in theater thing it'll be permanent until people stop going right Mm -hmm. so until august of this year right have you been to any i have not i have not they it's right down the fucking street from my house i could ride my bike there but i never know i'm not paying close enough attention to know when they're doing it Mm -hmm. but now that they're now that they're gonna be doing it all the time i'll probably go to a couple and i'll i'll report back yeah i'm curious about the visibility of the screen and that sort of stuff yeah yeah as am i i will let you know awesome man 2021 (laughs) nowhere to go but up (laughs) yeah we're already an 11th of the way through yeah well 11 Uh, months left a 12th of the way through yeah somehow We'll get through it like we got through this year together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what streaming becomes if, because this is, this is not going away. You know, I mean, they're saying like they'll have doses of vaccine by summer. Everyone should be able to, but I don't believe it. I really don't think it's going to be at that point. And there's so many people that won't take the vaccine just on principle that, that, that I think that might fuck up things worse than distribution. It's only gonna so. fuck it up for them. <laughs> yeah, if everybody else gets it. Seriously, yeah. 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 Well. yeah. Let them get the Rona next year too. Eat shit. <laughs> I like it'll it. kill you this year. It'll kill you next year. I like Great. it. Big fan. Me too. Big fan of killing off anti vaxxers. <laughs> I mean, they're big fans of killing themselves off too, so true. And their children. Do you like dead kids? Then don't vaccinate them. That's words to live by or die by. I don't know. Anyway. How about some contact information? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Oh, On sure. that note, uh, <laughs> we're you can contact us at cdc.gov. Um uh-huh. <laughs> or or if you actually want to contact us to go to bmfcast.com that's our website it's where we have all the stuff uh if you want to email us it's the email address is bmf at bmf the email address is bmf at bmfcast.com if you want to call us on the garfield phone and leave your opinion on what your golden jocks were give us a call 9105 jocks bmf or 9105569263 and um also, oh, the most important thing you could ever do, which is give us a bunch of money. Uh, Patreon.com slash BMFCast. That is our Patreon, doc, Patreon account. 
I'm just trying to talk too fast. Um, yeah. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's where you give us some money every month, and in return, we give you something. You can give us a little money, and we'll give you a lot of content, or you can give us a little more money, and we'll give you even more content. Um, exciting announcement. We have a new show for the what? $3 tier on Patreon. Yep. What? It is called... Not it's all X Men. That's it. <laughs> yes, where Chuck and I read an X Men comic and talk about it because it takes a, it takes about the least prep that you can have for a show. So we're yeah. gonna try and sneak in as many as we can here and there because it's we like need, we needed a little tiny prep show, <laughs> like yeah, like just like hey, you want to do some? Okay, all right, I'm ready. Are you? Yeah, we can be ready to go in like ten minutes. Yeah. How, how many I, issues do you have to read before it starts stops? G. Willikers, gosh, gollying all over the place. Uh, about sixty-five episodes. Cool. 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 Yeah. <laughs> then again, I don't know. I don't know when Stanley stops and other writers start, but like a after the fifties, probably. So yeah, it might be fifty episodes somewhere in there. Cool. Either way. But it won't always be X-Men stuff, but right now that's what it's going to be. So starting from the 60s. Wait, you so, plan to read, do like a reading order thing? Like, So you're going to finish in like 20, 50, 60, somewhere around there? Eh, give yeah. or take. Okay, cool. How many episodes yeah, yeah. are you guys trying to crack it, crank out a week? Uh, Half a week. Uh, it's it's not half a regular schedule. A okay. It's not a regular schedule yet. Um, it's just like, should we do one of these? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a, a fill in because you know, who uh, you has been on hiatus for a bit, so wanted to Who-atus? keep things. Yeah, yes, there it is. Wanted to keep things flowing, so so you right so that your your Patreon your Patreon right. shekels will make it work. Wanted to make sure right. the value for the content didn't drop. Right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So that's I don't know. Awesome. people it's, seem really stoked about 60s X-Men comics. A lot of people were really, uh, really enjoyed the episode. So it was weird. It was like, oh, my God, I've waited years for you to do this. And we're like, what? <laughs> <Okay>. Why? <laughs> also, why didn't you say something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's a pretty good episode if I say so myself. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's it's a good comic to have uh, some riffs on for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Lots of exclamation points. Thanks, Stanley. Wow, Marvel Girl, you're jeeper keen. Yep. yep. Uh, yes, Iceman says Yabo. Yes, uh, one of one of his exclamations in the episode. So. Okay. I, we don't know what it means either. Nope. The world may never know. But if you want to find until they tell us. Yes, with Stan Lee's untimely death, yep. we will never find out. <laughs> but if you so, if you want to hear <laughs> If you want to hear that episode and the more that shall surely follow it, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and subscribe at the $3 tier or higher and you will get that. Um, yeah. And yep. as always, we are available for custom sellout uh, for many thousands of dollars. We will do uh, varying degrees of whatever you want. Yes. If you sold your GameStop stock this week and you're suddenly sitting on thousands and thousands of dollars... We will take some of it off your hands if you so yep. desire. Yep. And and we will do with quite strict limits anything you want. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. Sure. With quite strict limits, anything you want. Anything? Anything. <laughs> with quite strict limits. Okay.
email us for details bmf at bmfcast.com yeah yeah i'd say the the limits go away at six figures Mm. that's where that's where we start going hey you know what there are no limits most of the limits go away at six figures i am a principled man (laughs) okay seven figures the limits go away no limits (laughs) yes thank you there it is we finally found bj's point (laughs) yeah check yourself into the golden corral of butt stuff if you want to (laughs) for a million bucks whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Like it worked very, in indecent proposal. Yeah, I was gonna so, say it know, seems like a very decent proposal. Out great in that movie, <laughs> so I can't see what would go wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah, it worked out great in that. I, movie. I fell asleep <laughs> at the beginning. It seemed like it. It seemed like it worked out well. Yeah, yeah I'm sure everyone was fine by the end of that. Movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Everything Woody got wins. to quit his job at the bar. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The flying Elvises came in. It right. was really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember it well. Uh huh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I yeah, let's get out of here, I, shall we? Yes. 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 Please. I, I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Variety Hour. Oh. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.